This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm your host Elena Enake, bringing you the news, but first let's take a quick look at the weather picture. It's nice and warm across the country with maximum temperatures ranging from 5 to 14 degrees Celsius. The noon reading in Bucharest was 12 degrees. And now the news, the headlines. The Social Democrats and the Liberals making up the ruling coalition in Romania decide the schedule of the elections for the European Parliament as well as the local legislative presidential elections to be held this year. The Romanian Minister for Foreign Affairs, Luminita Odobescu, and the Minister of Defense, Angel Tilver, are participating in the International Security Conference in Munich. And Romanian tennis player Simona Halep sued the Canadian company that produced the nutritional supplements, because of which she believes she tested positive and was suspended for doping. The Romanian Minister for Foreign Affairs, Luminita Odobescu, is participating as of today until Sunday in the International Security Conference in Munich, Germany. She will present Romania's assessment as regards current security threats, especially those in its vicinity. Odobescu will highlight the deterioration of the security situation in the Black Sea region caused by Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine and will encourage NATO allies to increase their presence in Romania as part of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization's response to the threats to the Euro-Atlantic security. At the same time, she will emphasize the importance of the 2024 NATO summit for the alliance's adjustment to the growing number of threats to the security environment. Odobescu will reaffirm Romania's support for the independence, sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine and will emphasize the need to continue providing solid support to the Republic of Moldova in order to counter the pressure on its stability. The Minister of Defense, Angel Tilver, and the Chief of the Defense Staff, Georgica Vlad, also participate in the Security Conference. The International Conference in Munich represents one of the most prestigious security forums, which brings together important leaders and decision-makers in the field of security and defense. The Social Democrats and the Liberals making up the ruling coalition in Romania decide the schedule of the elections for the European Parliament as well as the local legislative and presidential elections to be held this year. The two parties have not agreed on holding simultaneous elections. The PNL would like the European and local elections to take place on the same date, June the 9th, but the PSD says the calendar for the entire electoral year must be established and only then they can talk about combining the elections. The Social Democratic Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu specified that in the absence of a decision regarding the merger, the elections will take place separately, 
in keeping with the law. The parliamentary opposition says that a merger of the elections would represent a violation of democracy and is considering appealing the decision at the Constitutional Court. Romania and Italy will intensify their cooperation in keeping with a joint declaration for the development of the Consolidated Strategic Partnership between the two countries signed on Thursday in Rome by Prime Ministers Giorgia Meloni and Marcel Ciolacu. At the joint government meeting, seven memoranda were signed for different sectors, from defense to justice. Italy is now Romania's second largest trade partner and Prime Minister Ciolacu invited businessmen from Italy to continue investing in Romania. Romanian tennis player Simona Halep has sued the Canadian company that produced the nutritional supplements because of which she believes she tested positive and was suspended for four years for doping and is demanding more than $10 million in damages. At the age of 32, the Romanian former world number one and double Grand Slam winner was suspended for four years in October 2022 after testing positive for Roxadustat, a drug on the World Anti-Doping Agency's list of banned substances. Halep claimed that she used the respective supplements while participating in the 2022 edition of the US Open and they would have been contaminated with Roxadustat a fact that did not appear on the label. She was heard last week by the Court of Arbitration for Sport in Lausanne, to which she filed an appeal on October 24 against the suspension. And that was the news coming to you from Bucharest, Radio Romania International. Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August the 1st. The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom further to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including On Demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify. A new mixed session of the Italian and Romanian governments was held in Rome. More details in this report by Bogdan Matei. It's hard to imagine any other country with which Romania has so many affinities and connections than Italy. The two countries have kindred Romance languages, countless cultural exchanges, a common history of national unification at the end of the Great War, long-lasting dictatorships, a fascist one in Rome and a communist one in Bucharest, restored democracies which, for decades, have been eroded by unstable governments, 
political corruption and their passion for football. All that binds the two countries' people despite the geographical distance. At present, Romania and Italy are both NATO allies and partners at EU level, tied by a bilateral strategic partnership. Italy also hosts the largest Romanian community abroad, some one million people. Italy is Romania's second-largest trade partner and the second export destination for Romanian products, as well as the second-largest supplier of goods to Romania. Last year, two-way trade stood at over 20 billion euro, the largest volume in Italy's history. Italy ranks sixth in terms of foreign investors in Romania. Romania and Italy want to boost their cooperation, according to a joint statement to develop the consolidated strategic partnership between the two states, signed in Rome by Prime Ministers Giorgia Meloni and Marcel Ciolacu. According to Radio Romania's correspondent, the joint government session also occasioned the signing of other memorandums for cooperation in such fields as defence, law enforcement, the judiciary, startups, nuclear energy, cyber security, tourism, civil protection or the training of public workers. L'Italia è il secondo cliente, il secondo fornitore. Italy is Romania's second destination market and supplier of goods and the main investor in Romania in terms of the number of firms with Italian capital. Over 50,000 Italian companies operate in Romania, which signals the excellent level of our relations. Italy is also well represented in several strategic sectors, from energy, large infrastructure and agribusiness to banking and healthcare. Italy's Prime Minister Giorgia Meloni pointed out. In turn, Romania's Prime Minister highlighted the good relations between the two states. We want to use Italy's know-how and ensure transfer skills and expertise so that the economic competitiveness of both countries should increase and we should develop as many joint initiatives as possible, the Romanian official also said. In the latest forecast issued by the National Bank of Romania, the inflation rate for this year dropped from 4.8% in November to 4.7% today. The estimate is 3.5% for next year. I'm Cristina Matescu with this report by Corina Crista. After keeping the reference interest rate at 7% throughout last year, the central bank decided to maintain it in January and again in February. Cutting the interest rate can only occur after two consecutive months of lower inflation, the bank's governor Muguri Sarescu suggested. The inflation rate was 6.6% in December, but went up in January to 7.4%, with the price of food products increasing by 5.6%, that of non-food products by 7.3% and that of services by 10.9%, according to the National Institute of Statistics. The increase in January was no surprise and had been expected by analysts and then announced by the National Bank of Romania. The bank's experts said that after the January rise, the inflation rate is expected to gradually go down, but at a slower pace compared to 2023 and to previous estimates. The increase will be the result of the increase in and introduction of further duties and indirect taxes in January for the purpose of budget consolidation. 
The central bank said in a statement on its monetary policy interest rate, while the subsequent drop in the inflation rate would be the result of factors related to downward corrections of raw materials quotes in the food industry and of crude oil quotes, as well as the downward dynamics of import prices. The National Bank has revised its inflation rate for the end of this year down to 4.5% and expects the inflation rate for the end of 2025 to reach 3.5%, which is the upper ceiling of its target. Governor Muguri Sarescu says there are, however, a number of domestic and external factors that can influence inflation, including the fiscal policy, salary increases and the effects of the implementation of the pensions law, as well as developments related to the two ongoing military conflicts in Ukraine and the Gaza Strip. The European Commission expects Romania's monetary policy to remain restrictive this year and only gradually become more relaxed as inflation pressures are reduced. The Commission believes that despite increases at the beginning of the year following tax increases, prices will drop in 2024. According to the winter economic forecast published on Thursday, the Commission this year expects Romania to see a 2.9% economic growth rate, lower than the level forecast last autumn of 3.1%. And that was Radio Newsreel. Focus on Romania. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. You're invited to listen to Vita de Vie and their hit Between the Waves, Între Valuri in Romanian.
The future starts today. Hello and welcome to our geopolitical feature. I'm Karin Kotsoyu. The European Union has committed to be carbon neutral by 2050 and has set a first intermediate target for 2030 to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 55% compared to 1990 levels. For the next reference stage, 2040, the European Commission will aim for a net decrease of 90%. All this considering that extreme phenomena such as floods, drought, landslides or heat waves no longer have exceptionality. We feel them more and more frequently and more intensely and they are more and more persistent. And the data show that the past nine years have been the warmest on record since official records began. The climate emergency has been officially decreed. It is confirmed by scientists and increasingly accepted by civil society, says university professor Mircea Dutsu, president of the Ecological University of Bucharest. And he adds, now is the time when, if we act, we can fall within the limits of a sufficient adaptability, one that does not cause major consequences for the current generation and even harm the future and humanity and the formula of life that currently exists on our planet. Here is Dr. Mircea Dutsu. Recent, bazându-se pe concluziile marilor institute meteoclimatice ale lumii, Organizația Meteorologică... Recently, based on the conclusions of the major weather and climate institutes of the world, the World Meteorological Organization officially confirmed that 2023 was by far the hottest year ever recorded with the average world temperature exceeding by 1.45 degrees Celsius than that of the pre-industrial period. Moreover, last year can be considered a summary of the catastrophes that await us if we do not act firmly, consistently and immediately. The record of 2023 is expressed on several levels. The average of the related 12 months is largely superior to those of the previous record years, 2016 and 2020, which were already 1.29 degrees Celsius and 1.27 degrees Celsius, respectively, higher than the average of the pre-industrial era. Every month, from June to December, broke absolute world temperature records and the plus 1.5 degrees Celsius bar was exceeded on average during the second semester until December's monthly record of plus 1.78 degrees Celsius compared to the pre-industrial era. That was Professor Mircea Dutsu. World leaders promised in 2015 at the Paris Agreement that they would try to limit the long-term increase in temperature to 1.5 degrees. This is the threshold considered crucial for avoiding 
a climate catastrophe. But after the record heat of 2023, the year 2024 started pessimistically. Never before has a January been so warm, and for the first time, the planet exceeded the 1.5 Celsius warming threshold for 12 consecutive months compared to the pre-industrial era. More precisely, according to data from the European Copernicus Observatory, between February 2023 and January 2024, the global surface air temperature was 1.52 Celsius higher than in the period 1850 to 1900. Richard Betts, director of studies on the impact of climate change at the British National Meteorological Office, said, quote, This does not mean that we have exceeded the 1.5 uh, Celsius threshold set in Paris in 2015 to try to stop global warming and its consequences from happening. For this to happen, this limit would have to be exceeded in a stable way for several decades. Unquote. However, there is a red flag. What would concretely mean for humanity to exceed this threshold of 1.5 degrees? What could be the effects? Professor Mircea Dutsu answers. Exceeding the threshold of 1.5 degrees Celsius compared to pre-industrial levels could trigger reaching and passing over several tipping points meaning irreversible stage changes of the climate system, which cause effects in cascade. Such benchmarks have already been exceeded in some areas of the globe and will occur at the planetary level if we do not stop the rise in temperatures to the levels expected in the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change Assessments and officially established by the Paris Agreement. At the level of the concrete consequences, we are talking about chain extinctions in terms of biodiversity, the exhaustion of aquifers, the accelerated melting of glaciers, unbearable heat waves, and finally, the reduction of the surfaces of the places where you can live normally, where you can still ensure food security and the manifestations of extreme weather phenomena become permanent. According to NASA, areas in Iran, Egypt, Yemen, or Saudi Arabia could become uninhabitable for humans by 2050. You have been listening to The Future Starts Today. This is Radio Romania International. Cultural Event. The future of the performing arts is at the intersection between dance and technology in a new project called Ulu Dance Hack, which is open to artists, programmers, designers, musicians, dancers, and all those interested in this form of artistic expression. The project brings together three countries, Finland, Hungary and Romania, and is based on a cross-disciplinary concept and collaborative work. We talked to Irina Marinescu from the Developing Art Association, which is the Romanian partner of DanceHack. DanceHack, which is now in its ninth year, is a form of artistic residency that brings together dance, technology and experimentation. 
The concept was developed by an organization from northern Finland called Taika Box, based in the town of Ulum, which is also the host of Dance Hack. During the residency, five participants are experimenting with various technologies within a collaborative framework. They are given support, both artistic and financial, to be able to explore creatively the way in which technology can be integrated and reinterpreted artistically. Different areas of the arts and science are approached, from dance to music, video art, artificial intelligence, lighting and sound. All these are brought together into a collaborative project that will be unveiled at the end of the residency. The main theme is the relationship between dance and technology, more precisely how the two can be integrated within a performative context. The theme of the 2023 edition of Dance Hack was how to integrate artificial intelligence into dance creation, with artists from various fields coming together to explore the performative aspects of AI. What are the expectations and what's new this year? Irina Marinescu explains. This year's edition of Dance Hack is special because it is the first of three residences. Taika Box, the Finnish partners, together with the Central Europe Dance Theatre from Hungary and Developing Art from Romania, will each be hosting a residency. After Finland, Budapest will host the residency in November 2024, and Developing Art from Romania will host another in April 2025. The project is co-funded by the European Union and Wulu Culture Foundation, with the town of Ulu being the European capital of culture in 2026. Ulu Dance Hack is currently holding an international call for artists to take part in this year's edition. Irina Marinescu is giving further details. The call is open for artists from various areas, the performing arts, dance, performance, the visual arts, music, as well as programming, design and technology. What's important is their experience in their field and especially their interest in the relationship between the performing arts and technology and the ability to work in a team. All those interested can apply at taikabox.com slash hack before the 18th of February. Dance Hack is taking place between the 27th and the 31st of May this year. And that was Cultural Event. Next in this program... Sports. Welcome to Sports Weekend with me, Eugen Nasta. The European Wrestling Championships are underway in Bucharest. On Thursday, Romania's Andrea Ana won gold in the 55kg category. In the final, Ana outclassed Mariana Draguzan of the Republic of Moldova. Previously, Romania's Denis Florin Mihai and Drazvan Arnoud in the Greek-Roman style won two gold medals in the 55kg and in the 60kg category, respectively. The European Weightlifting Championships are underway in Sofia until this coming Tuesday. After the first four days of competition, Romania has won six medals. The Romanian delegation's scintillating performance was provided by Mihaela Kambay in the 49kg category. Kambay won gold in the snatch and clean-and-jerk styles, as well as in combined. 
in a second-tier rugby continental competition, the Rugby Europe Championship, in Bucharest on Saturday, the Romanian national squad goes against Portugal in a fixture counting towards the competition's Group B final. According to the As It Stands table, Romania has nine points, being followed by Portugal with six. The Romanian national team has already secured its ticket to the Rugby Europe Championships semi-final. We recall that Europe's top-notch rugby competition is the Six Nations Championship. In women's handball, the last fixtures are scheduled, counting towards the European Cup's group stage. In the Champions League's Group A, if they grab an away win against Danish challengers Odense this coming Sunday, CSM Bucharest stands real chances to advance to the quarterfinals. In Group B, Rapid Bucharest is in dire need of a home win against Danish opponent Esbjerg. If Hungarian team Ferenc Baros is defeated by Metz in France, Rapid advances to the playoffs ahead of the league's quarterfinals. In the European League, two Romanian teams, Gloria Bistrița and Dunara Breila, have already booked their ticket to the quarterfinals. On Sunday, Gloria Bistrița play a home game against German team Bensheim Auerbach, while Dunara Breila plays an away game against Chambre Touraine in France. After five consecutive defeats, the third Romanian team in the European League, CSM Târgujiu, is still struggling for its first win, as this coming Sunday, CSM Târgujiu plays a home game against Hungary's Moson Magyarovar. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.io and on Facebook. Listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next in the program, here is music highlights. I'm Eugen Nasta. We have prepared for today a fine choice of pieces to mark the birthday anniversary of Florin Totan, a conductor. To begin with, here is an excerpt from Alexander Glazunov Symphony Number no. Four in D flat major, Opus 48. The Botoshan Philharmonics Orchestra is conducted by Florin Totan.
Next up in the program, here's an excerpt from Segudi by Georges Bizet. Florin Totan is the conductor of the Georgianesco Philharmonic Orchestra in Bucharest. Coming up next in the program, here's an excerpt from Johannes Brahms's Hungarian Dance Number no. Five. The Sinfonia Bucharest Orchestra is conducted by Florin Totan.
We end music highlights with an excerpt from the first part, Allegro Vivace, of the Fourth Symphony in A Major, Opus 90, Italiana, by Felix Mendelssohn Bartholdi. Florin Totan is again the conductor of the Giorgio Enesco Philharmonics Orchestra. Coming up next in this broadcast... Artscape Hello and welcome to Artscape with me, Cristina Mateescu. This week in Romania, we've been celebrating both Valentine's Day, the global celebration of romance and love, and National Reading Day 
which was first introduced in Romania in 2022 and is meant to encourage reading, especially among children and young people. So for this edition of Artscape, we thought we'd combine the two by taking a look at some Romanian books about love that have recently been translated into English. Stay tuned to find out more. So let's begin with a book about obsessive love called Ciulandra, written by one of Romania's greatest authors, Liviu Rebranu. First published in 1927, it became available to English-speaking readers just a few years ago, in 2021, in a translation by Gabby Ray published by Cadmus Press. Often described as a psychological thriller, Ciulandra opens dramatically with the young aristocrat Puyu Faranga killing his peasant-born wife Madalina in a fit of passion just before the royal ball. To avoid a public trial, Puyu's father, a well-connected former minister, has his son committed to an asylum, where the young man begins to contemplate what he has done and why he did it. In recounting the events to his doctor, the reader learns how the doomed love story began. While searching for a young bride from the countryside to renew the family line, the young aristocrat meets the beautiful Madalina at a village dance and is smitten by her. Though he does go on to marry her and turn her into a sophisticated young lady, his possession of her is never complete, as the book's translator Gabby Ray explained at the online book launch hosted by the Romanian Cultural Institute a few years ago. Interestingly, a lot of it is kind of framed in terms of the male gaze as well as the kind of the gaze of the rich person observing the spectacle of the peasant. But it's also the male gaze as well. In fact, when they watch the Chuliandra dance, it talks about how they watched it as if from a box at the theatre. And one of the times when he realizes like maybe why he killed her is because she returns his gaze. She's no longer the passive object of his gaze but she is one who looks at him and in his eyes she sees that he's not the person in her heart that actually he hadn't managed to fully own her the title of the book chulandra comes from the name of a traditional romanian dance which is performed to a wild tune that grows faster and faster and serves as a metaphor for the intoxicating nature of love and the irrational impulses of the human heart listening to right now is one of the most famous versions of this tune, as performed by the iconic Romanian singer Maria Tanase. Oh, my God. 
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Our next choice of book about love is a work by the contemporary writer, poet and art critic Magda Kornegi. Entitled Femme, this is a debut novel from 2011, being subsequently published in an English translation by Sean Cotter by Deep Vellum in 2021. Known in Romania mostly for her poetry and essays on art, Magda Kornec has been an active name on the Romanian cultural scene for the last 30 years. Described by its publisher as a lyrical feminist novel in which a 21st century Scheherazade recounts her life to a man she might leave behind forever, Femme combines stories, essays, dream sequences and vivid descriptions to create a rich tapestry of feminine sensitivity. Here's the writer Magda Kornec describing the structure of the book in an online discussion about Femme hosted by the Romanian Cultural Institute in London. Femme is a novel which has a special kind of form. It is composed of uh, a series of uh, pieces of prose which describe in a non-conformist way the um, physiologic, psychic and spiritual evolution of a feminine character from the first childhood until her first adult age. A contemporary Scheherazade tells her story to her lover who wants to leave her. And she tells very intimate and rather strange moments related to her growing uh, femininity. It is a combination of storytelling, prose poem, Jungian psychoanalysis and spiritual testimony. Kornetsch's novel received some great critical reviews after its publication in English. Brilliant, sensual, yet also intellectually and politically charged. This is the sort of book that can change lives, is how British poet Fiona Sampson described Femme, while the LA Review of Books hailed it as a novel that transgresses feminist ideology, proposing a vision that implies a change in human perception, a vision attempting to unify the outside and the inside, the object and the subject of all human experience. The final book we're going to look at today is the coming-of-age story about young love, The Town with Acacia Trees by Mikhail Sebastian, published in 2020 by Aurora Metrobooks, in another translation by Gabby Ray. Sebastian is one of the most widely translated Romanian authors and is mostly known to English readers for his novels and journals documenting life in interwar Romania at a time when anti-Semitism was rife. As a Jew himself, Sebastian was on the receiving end of much of this kind of hostility. However, the town with acacia trees, which was written in 1931, avoids this fraud atmosphere of the times. Set in Sebastian's own hometown of Braila, the novel is, among other things, about what it was like to be an adolescent growing up in a small town in interwar Romania. It is told from the perspective of Jelu and follows a group of adolescents, Jelu, his love interest Adriana, and their friends. We follow them as they hang out and exchange gossip, listen to gramophone records, discuss big ideas, flirt and fall in love. The novel describes the atmosphere of a Romanian provincial town between the two world wars, local traditions, the most important events in the life of the town, 
the romantic engagements and breakups among local high society and various romantic scandals. All of this provides the backdrop to the journey of the book's real protagonist, Adriana, as she grows from a daydreaming adolescent into a worldly young woman. Having moved to the capital city of Bucharest, she begins to find provincial life dull and tedious. In the big city, she discovers sensual love, but also disappointment. That's it for now. Tune in again for another foray into the world of Romanian arts and culture in the next edition of Artscape. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Eugen Nasta. You're invited to listen to Maria Apostol, hailing from Gorsh County, and one of her most beautiful love songs. And with that, 
or broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11.630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21.470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.